Agents Podcast. Welcome to the Lab Code Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Lab Code Agents Marketing Center. The LCA Marketing Center is designed specifically for the real estate world. It's a design center for marketing that has templates created so you can just plug and play. From flyers, postcards, buyer presentations to open house signs and Instagram posts. Check it out for free for seven days at lcamarketingcenter.com. In this week's episode of the Lab Coat Agents Podcast, I had the pleasure to talk to Kyle Whistle about strategies for growing your business, not just your likes, using video. This is a fun conversation with a lot of great ideas. So let's get started. Okay, what is up, Lab Coat Agents? We are back for another podcast episode. And this one, my friends, this one is going to be good. If you don't know the gentleman we're going to interview today, uh, you're going to want to search him. You're going to want to uh, stalk him on the internets. And you're going to want to watch what he does because he does it at a super, super high level. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Kyle Whistle with EXP. Kyle, welcome. Thanks, dude. I'm uh, I'm excited to be on the show. I don't know what to expect, so this is going to be fun. This it's is more gonna... fun when I don't have like a list of questions and we can just have like a legit free flowing conversation. So it's going to be fun. It's exactly how it's going to happen. And and if you don't, it, most people probably know who Kyle Whistle is. But if you don't, uh, I'm just going to give you my perspective. And I learned about Kyle from listening to another podcast, Mike Cuevas's podcast, uh, probably a year and a half ago or so. And loved it so much. I called Mike and I was like, dude, that was really good. I took a bunch of notes and and he and I listened to it again. And then I just started following you. And then Kyle and I actually met just last week actually at the Bomb Bomb conference and did another interview. And Kyle spoke and it was killer. And he is like the epitome, he's like the godfather of the whole digital mayor concept and uh, using video to just explode his business and and the whole community, you know, the community mayor thing. So Kyle, before we dive too deep into that, tell me more about kind of how you got started. What's your background in the business? And then let's dive into the nuts and the bolts. Yeah, for sure. And I apologize for doing this one from a car, but I literally just left a listing appointment where it purely came from a relationship that started over video. So we'll totally dive into that because one of the big things that I want to make sure we touch on today is how to use video to actually generate business, not just how to generate views, because I see everybody screwing it up and they're just so excited. Oh my God, I got 20 views. I got likes. Like who the hell cares? Are you actually getting business from the videos that you're creating? So I want to make sure that we touch on that. So I was in college going to UCSD and I was a manager at a movie theater. They had just given me a nickel an hour raise. Uh, which was like the most insulting thing ever. And at the same time, my dad was pushing me to buy a piece of property. And at that point, all you had to do is to fog a mirror and they'd give you a loan. And because I was a manager at a movie theater, they gave me a loan for half a million bucks, no money down, half a million dollar loan, bought this property, sold it a few months later, netted $17,000 from it. And I was hooked on real estate, like from that point forward. And so initially, I jumped in, I worked with my dad, uh, he did a lot of commercial real estate. So mostly like apartment buildings, a little bit of shopping centers and stuff like that. Um, so worked with him for about four or five years and learned a ton when it comes to negotiating and um, relationship building and stuff like that. But I realized that I'd learned as much as I could with him. And technologically, we, he was just holding me back. And I was ready to kind of spread my wings and do my own thing. Um, and at that time, it was 2007, 2008, which was when 
um, all the foreclosure stuff was happening. And at that same time, the apartment building was tanking. And so there was nothing really happening with apartments, but there was a ton of short sales and a ton of REOs and stuff out there in the market. And I started looking around and I see this guy with 300 short sale listings and this girl with 400 REO listings. And I was like, holy shit, like that's a lot of business. Like coming from commercial where I'd close a deal every two or three months to potentially closing a deal a day on the residential side of things. And so I kind of saw that as the perfect opportunity to branch out, do my own thing and, and separate from dad and dove in hard on the residential thing. And that was in about 2008. And initially I did a lot of short sales because those were pretty easy to come by in the beginning um, and then started working the REO relationships. And then in around 2010, the REO, REO relationships started to pop and we landed accounts with HUD and Fannie Mae and Chase and Bank of America and all the big banks out there to where we were carrying, you know, we were that person carrying a hundred plus listings at any time. And then I used all those listings to build a team because when you have that many listings, you have a ton of leads. And when you have a ton of leads, it's really easy to recruit a lot of agents. And so started building a team back in 2010 and been growing a team ever since we've consistently been selling 200 plus homes a year, broke over $200 million recently. We're the first team ever in San Diego County to be number one in both units and volume. Traditionally in San Diego, you've got one of the luxury brands that wins the volume battle and somebody else wins the units battle. Uh, first time somebody's ever won both of those. So that's uh, been really cool, man. Wow. That's, uh, that's impressive enough in and of itself. So, okay. So you, 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 you got to that point and you were dominating and you're kicking ass clearly. Uh, what, at what point did you kind of evolve the game into doing what you do today with video and how did that start and how did that kind of ramp up? Yeah. So we were kind of dabbling in video. We had like one of the old school flip cams and we were shooting some videos. I mean, initially I was like trying to edit the videos myself and I realized how stupid that was that it was taking my time away from selling to be over here editing videos, especially because we were doing a bunch of REOs, which were like crack houses half the time. So I realized that was kind of dumb for me to do that. And so we started initially worked with a company called Viral Marketing. And those guys were, we'd, we'd shoot the video, they do the editing, send it out to our database. And so we worked with them for a little while and saw we got a ton of traction on the videos that we were sending out. And I was like, all right, there's really something behind this video thing that we're doing. And right about that same time, I just finished like my annual analysis of my numbers really. And this is something important. Like if you're in this business, you need to know your numbers because these numbers helped me realize the fact that the year prior, we did 150 listings, spent an average of $300 on photo and video. So we spent 45 grand the year prior, just photographing and shooting video of our listings. And then a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, well, this video thing's going really well. And 45 grand is what I spent last year. I could probably go hire somebody full time to shoot all our photo and video, but then I could have them 40 hours a week. So I've got all kinds of crazy ideas in my head of other videos and stuff that we could shoot. So I kind of put the word out there to my team. And I was like, hey, I'm looking for somebody that can come shoot all of our listings, but also do some video and some social media stuff for us. And I found somebody amazing four and a half years ago now. And so we've been running with a full-time videographer for four and a half years. We added a second videographer on a year ago. So today we've got two guys, 40 hours a week each. Uh, we're cranking out a video a day on average. But now there's one key video, but we're spinning five, six, seven videos off of that one. So, you know, in reality, we're probably cranking out 150 videos a month, but there's 30 key videos that we're making every single month. That's insane. So 
and I've got a few questions uh, based on just what you just said. So when, when you say you're producing that many videos a month of those 150 videos, I assume that most of them are property listing videos, right? They're just your standard videos. Yes. I mean, we're doing one every listing for sure. Um, whether it be a hundred thousand dollar, you know, mobile home or a multi-million dollar, you know, mansion, we're doing it on every single property. We just adapt the video style to the property. Some are more of like a dressed up photo slideshow. Some are full motion videos. Some have actors involved. So, you know, you just kind of adjust it to what's necessary for that particular th property. But one of the cool things about having our own guys on staff is that now I can fly a drone on every single listing that I take where before I was, you know, I'd only do a drone if it was like over a million bucks because it was like 1500 bucks, at least at that point, it's gotten cheaper now, but I wouldn't fly a drone on a $500,000 condo. Now I will, because I have somebody on staff. All it's doing is adding another hour of work to their plate. And so now we can shoot drone videos and drone photos on virtually every listing that we take, which most agents can't do that. So that gives us an extra USP or a differentiator from our competition because we're the people taking the $500,000 condo shooting a drone video where nobody else is doing that. Or we're shooting twilight photos on a, and again, we're in San Diego. So four or 500 is a lower price point here. So on that four or $500,000 listing, we're doing twilight photos where most people aren't doing that until they get up to a million plus. So we can start doing things that other agents aren't because we have it in house. We're not having to outsource it. And we're not thinking, oh my gosh, do I want to spend another 500 bucks for this or another 500 bucks for that? It's all in house. We've got 40 hours a week. It's my job to figure out how do I maximize those 40 hours I have. And so doing some of those little things that make us different from the competition is totally worth it. That's awesome. And so you were so, so far ahead of your time because, and I would say even still today, people aren't hiring videographers full time. I mean, they are more than they were four years ago, but you had to be so far ahead. People had to look at you like, you're crazy. What are you doing? And, and now look at you today. Cause I, I can resonate with that. I have been editing my own videos now for the last two years, or, you know, I would hire out every once in a while. I want something really professional done, but for, for all intents and purposes, I'm getting into iMovie. I just, putting stuff together. And eventually it's like, I know I need to hire somebody full time. We just did last month, ironically, and um, have a full time guy. But, but that's the thing is, is people like you, I mean, you're so far ahead. It's like, I don't even know how you had that foresight, but, but you just explained it and it's brilliant. And why more people aren't doing it, it is, is beyond me uh, because it's so cool. So let's take it. So everybody knows what a listing video is like, right? They know what a drone video is. They know what that kind of stuff is. But the other 30 videos, the video a day that you're doing, uh, talk about what your strategy was first off in the beginning, because you said you had these crazy ideas. What were some of the crazy yeah. ideas? And then what are you doing, you know, still to this day? So like, what are you guys coming up with? What is uh, what are some of the strategies that you're implementing? Yeah, so we're on our third evolution right now of video series. Something I'm really big on video is you've got to come out with something that you can do consistently. Uh, everybody does video, but they kind of just do it whenever they feel like it. Oh, I got a, I got a cool thought. I'm going to shoot a video or... Oh, I ran into this person. Let's shoot a video about them. Like you got to be consistent with it. So come up with some sort of concept that you can do consistently mortgage, like you're a mortgage guy. So the, the mortgage minute Monday or tech Tuesday, wine Wednesday, you know, two minute Thursday, foreclosure Friday, like come up with something that you're going to do on a consistent basis. So the first thing we came up with was called Santee Saturdays. Santee is one of the communities we service in San Diego County. It's where I live, where one of our offices is located. And so 
that series, we shot a hundred episodes of it. And what we did is just interviewed local business owners. We did every business owner in town. We did the chiropractor. We did the personal trainer. We did the coffee shop. We did the breakfast restaurant. We did everything um, and interviewed all of these different business owners. And people totally thought we were crazy. Like, why would you go do that? Like, that's such a waste of time. It has nothing to do with real estate. I was like, that's exactly why I'm doing it. Because people don't want to just watch real estate videos. So they get sick of that stuff. Like they can handle it once a week on million dollar listing. Cool. They don't want to see it every single day, day after day after day, especially if that's what you're doing in your newsfeed. You got to give them other content that they actually care about. People love hearing about the new restaurant that just opened or, you know, the new doctor that just moved into town or the new personal trainer. Like people want to know about that stuff. So let's give them content they actually care about instead of force feeding real estate content down their throats. Yeah. It's and like so a, it's, it's we found, I love it. Yeah, totally. And so it accomplished a couple things is one, it got us in front of our target audience every single week, week after week after week. And it's really hard for you to get in front of your database or to your farm on a consistent basis. Like that's something that's really difficult. Some people send postcards like every single week. That shit's expensive. It's really expensive. And you're having to come up with new postcard designs and what property, what photos, like that's a ton of work. This is a way for us to get in front of our target audience week after week after week. And we're getting in front of them with content they care about that they're actually consuming. So that was huge. So it was one, getting us in front of our target audience, but two was getting relationships with all of the business owners in my community. And business owners, two things. One, they tend to have the most money. And two, they have the most connections. So now I have relationships with 100 business owners in the community that I focus most of my effort on. That's insanely valuable. We've done multiple deals with just the owners that we've had on the show, but we've also done a ton of deals with people that learned about who we are via the show. Because in order for somebody to transact with you, they got to know you, like you, and trust you. What better way to get somebody to know you, like you, and trust you than by doing video telling them about the community that they live in and showing that you have relationships with everybody in the community. So that was huge. We did a killer job with that. We had over a million views on those videos over the two year period that we did it. But by the time we got past the second year, we started to realize like we were getting low on content. Like when we started interviewing CPAs and insurance agents and stuff like that, it kind of got a little boring. And so we knew we had needed to morph into something else. And so we looked back at all the content that we had put out and we saw consistently that the food content was doing really, really well. And what I've learned, and we talked about this at the Bomb Bomb Conference, there's four primary types of content people consume today, and it's food, fashion, fitness, and family. Um, and so we found that in our community, the food content did really, really well. And so we had evidence of that because we could look at the numbers again because you need to know your numbers. And so we looked at the numbers, saw all those videos did far better than everything else. So we went deeper on food and we just expanded to a wider region. So instead of just one city in San Diego, we covered an entire region called East County and started doing restaurants all over East County. And one of the key differences on that second series was uh, we launched it on its own page. So the first series we kept on the Whistle Realty Group page, the second series we launched on its own page. And here we are a few years later, two years into that series, that page has 20,000 likes on it. The Whistle Realty page only has 7,000 likes on it and has been around for a decade. 
So we saw very quickly that people are much more willing to like something that doesn't have to do with real estate because they don't have a fear that they're going to get force fed real estate content. So that page grew significantly faster by having it all on its own. So it has its own YouTube, its own Instagram, its own Facebook, all of that stuff, which was, was very, very important. And then the thing we found too, is by interviewing these restaurant owners, like restaurant owners are some of the nicest people on this earth because nobody gets into running restaurants to be a, a multimillionaire. They get into it because they love to serve people. They love to make people happy and they do that with food. So these guys, when you come in and you do a video on their restaurant and they now get a ton of new business, they are so grateful for you. I mean, I literally just left an appointment right now, $700,000 listing. They're going to buy a house for eight or $900,000. And this is a restaurant owner that I met on the show <laughs> because we built that relationship on the show. We've continued the relationship. And this is the most important part. Like these relationships you get with a business owner, it's not like you go shoot a video with them. And now all of a sudden for the rest of their life, they're going to send everybody they know to you. That just opened the door to the relationship. And so with this guy, you know, we've stayed in contact. We've even done some events at his restaurant. Um, we both just teamed up and sponsored lunch at the local school for Teacher Appreciation Week. And through nurturing that relationship, that now has created, you know, $1.5, $1.6 million in transactions. That's literally a year worth of salary for a video guy. But that's purely from the show. So yeah, restaurant owners, they're just the coolest people. They're the nicest people. They love to make you happy. And so when you go and do a video that brings them a ton of new customers, they want to do whatever they can to make you happy. So that's been really cool. We've run that show for about two years. And then we decided we wanted to come up with more new content. I think I found that two years is kind of like the amount of time we can focus on one thing before we really need to make a change. And so the new show is called Everything East County. And so now it's not just the food videos. So we're doing food videos still, but we're doing them once a month instead of once a week. But what we've changed on those food videos is we bring influencer co-host on with us. So we've kind of maximized our reach within the region. Now we want to expand our reach by bringing various influencers on. So we brought the mayor of one of the cities on to co-host an episode. We brought a church pastor on recently. We're bringing a radio DJ on. We're bringing a mom blogger on. So now we're starting to bring guest hosts on so that we can tap into their influence. And they, of course, now get to tap into our influence as well. So it's expanding the reach of those videos. Um, we're also doing some did you know videos, which are going really well and showcasing like, hey, see this old building right here? Did you know that used to be a train station? And here's the whole story behind it. And so we're partnering up with a historical society to bring that stuff out. Um, and then we're doing a lot of event coverage because people want to know what's happening in the community. Um, and so we're, our goal is to be that source for everything that's happening in East County. And so we've been shooting that for about two or three months into that show right now. So just constantly evolving, constantly innovating, um, and just really paying attention to what is the content our community is consuming and let's put that content in front of them. Right. So, so, so when you're doing this and obviously they, they want to reciprocate, but just on the very basic premise of the whole thing is, is once you're doing these interviews, I assume, and this is one of the questions I have you're the one is there a consistent interviewer every single time yeah so it's always me and then now i just bring a different co-host on each time okay so, so what did you do I'm prior to the influencing piece what did you do prior it was to always me okay. it was always me until around year two i'd get a little bit bored with something and i and then some of my agents would co-host episodes because then i'd be like you know what and and in the beginning too i think it's important to be consistent and have me every time so it builds up traction and then if I have somebody else, like one of the agents on my team host it from time to time, it's okay. It's understandable. 
Um, so I'd still do the majority of it, but then it was a nice little perk for agents on my team too, that they got to be on the show and they got to host an episode. And, um, and then we would tap into their influence as well. So toward the, the, the first year of each of these shows has pretty much always been me the second year, then I loosen up and, and let one of the other, you know, agents on the team host it from time to time. I love it. So, and then, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, but the extent of promotion that you probably did for yourself and for real estate was, was maybe an inner, was, was introducing yourself as Kyle Whistle in real estate. Right. And then maybe at the end, I'm Kyle Whistle exactly. in real estate and that was it. And so it was That's so it. totally not in their face. I love it. And did you, did you create like an intro and an outro, like a nice, you know, something professionally done where it was, Hey, this is the X, whatever show it is with Kyle Whistle. Yeah. So the, the intro was real simple. It was like, as a busy realtor, I'm constantly out and about trying new restaurants around town. I want to share my favorite restaurants with you. I'm Kyle Whistle with Whistle Realty Group. This is East County Eats. Like oh. that, that was the intro. I mean, oh. it was like eight seconds, right? It was short. But one of the keys with video, and this I see people screw this up all the time too, is their beginning of their video is like their logo is the first thing that pops on the screen. Or it's their face is the first thing that pops on the screen. Well, these restaurant videos, the first thing that pops on the screen is sexy pictures of food or sexy video of food. Because in this day and age, people are just scrolling with their thumb, right? Next, next, or Instagram swiping. Um, you've got to stop their thumb. And you have a, in my opinion, some people say you have like three seconds. I think that's bullshit. I think you have a third of a second to stop their thumb. So if that first third of a second that they see is your logo, why the hell are they going to stop? Or if that first third of a second is just your face, why are they going to stop? You might think you're beautiful, but you're not as beautiful as you think. Show them something. If it's a property video, have a cool drone shot flying over the property as that first third of a second. If it's a food video, have it be something sexy of the food spinning around or, you know, the, the steam coming off of the, uh, the burger when they throw it on the grill. Like make that that first little bit they see something very sexy then you can play your intro or then you can show your logo on something but you've got to realize that the majority of your videos people aren't going to make it past the first second that's brilliant and that's simply and that's kind of like video 101 which is the hook you always there's always got to be a hook right out of the gate otherwise they're just not going to like you said a third of a second and I, I i agree i think the statistics actually say six seconds but it's i think it has lowered to three no seconds but yeah. I agree with you. I think it's bullshit. I think it's, I think you're totally right. And, and most people are so uncomfortable in front of the camera. They just start vomiting. Hey, yeah. I'm so-and-so and I'm in front of gone lost. It's over. Yep. And uh, that's, that's, totally. a, that's awesome, dude. I, I really love that, uh, that, that piece. So, all right. So now here you are and, and I'm backtracking a little bit because, you know, you have evolved so much. I feel like, you know, the audience is probably not doing any of this. So I want to talk to those people. And so, they're sitting there listening to this saying, okay, this is a really easy, this is an easy way to do video too, by the way. This is not the type of video where you got to get in front of the camera and be super outgoing and, and blah, you know, just do your thing and, and, it's, un, and it's uncomfortable. It's, it's easy, right? You just got to have to have, you have to have, you don't even have to have a videographer. You just need to have a tripod, no. maybe with some right. lovelier microphones and go sit down and have a conversation with somebody and then post the shit. Right. I mean, that's it. Right. I mean, that's that's the premise of this. You're doing it at a super high level. But for anybody in any community, odds are there's not a lot of people doing this, number one, at all. Number two, consistently. And number three, they're probably not executing it very well. So it's like it's so and let me ask you this. And now that I'm on the topic is so you're in a huge city. 
right? And, and let's just talk to anybody. Obviously, if you're in a small community, it's very simple. You just focus on the entire community. But if you're in a big city, I'm in St. Louis, you don't want to go into this because I hear this a lot. I'm going to do all of St. Louis. But I think you want to get granular with this. Am I, am I right? You want to get into, first of all, a community, then maybe, a, like you said, a region and, and explain why that is. Yeah, like we debated um, when we just came out with like our third iteration, we were like, do we go and try to cover now all of San Diego County? Like we went from the Santee to the East County part of San Diego. Do we go to the whole county? And we decided to go deeper as opposed to wider. So instead of trying to cover all of San Diego County, we just wanted to go deeper. And we what we started seeing too is we looked at, like we send postcards around all of our listings, just listed, just sold type stuff. And we tracked back and we saw that we literally never got any business in all these other communities where we were sending postcards, but we had a ton of business that came from it in the East County part of the community. And so we saw that, you know, we really have this strong brand established in East County. Let's just go deeper on it and stay hyper local as opposed to trying to cover the entire county and, and trying to service everybody. Cause it's just rarely are you ever going to win with that. It's, it's much better to go deeper than wider. I think people all the time try to go wider. And I think that's a huge mistake. Like one of the things the conference you and I were just at, at bomb bomb, I loved this conference in particular because it wasn't a conference that went super wide on a hundred different topics. It was one topic video and it just went super, super deep on a bunch of different ways to do videos. So I loved that. Um, so we're really focusing on going deeper with everything as opposed to wider. I love that. I love that. So uh, let's let's get back into now where you are today. And and so you, how often are you putting out the videos now? Like how often are you doing? What is it now? Is it? It's not just food. You said right. It's 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 right. It's, so it's food. It's did you know? Which we call food for thought. So it's like a did you know segment. And then um, we do events twice a month. So it's there's four episodes. It goes food event. Did you know event? And then we just alternate and cycle through those four. And how are you so finding? The one we have coming out today is one about a train station. Um, and like you would, I never knew there was a damn train station there. I was actually genuinely curious to learn about it. And I'm like, well, if I'm curious to learn about this train that used to run from downtown San Diego out here to Lakeside, I got to imagine other people are curious about it too. Um, so these these did you know ones are kind of fun, and I think it's getting us in front of a new audience too. Like the food videos are good, but the did you know? There's a lot of historians, and and I also think the did you know stuff might resonate better with the older demographic, which is a demographic we're focusing a lot on in our business right now. Um, because I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but you know, our parents, there were a million kids had back then. Today, people are having no kids, um, so this baby boomer generation is aging up right now. And there's a lot of opportunity if you really want to focus on helping those people as they're they're hitting those golden years and moving into senior living and memory care and stuff like that. There's a lot of opportunity to help those people. And in a market that's shifting, uh, I think it's really good to work with people that have to sell. Working with the the 30 year old couple that's like, well, we'll sell if we can, versus the the 60 year old who you know can't necessarily care for themselves and needs that senior living and you can come in and help them and get as much money out of their house as possible so they can afford the care they need. Uh, think about which one of those buyers you want to work with or sellers that you want to work with. Yeah, hundred percent. And so how do you find this content? So I think that one of the things that's going to pull a lot of people back is it's easy to go see, find the restaurants. It's easy to go find the coffee shops. That's easy. Uh, but how are you finding the content for events and, or uh, did you knows? 
Yeah. So, I mean, events is easy. There's an app that you can put on your phone called local from Facebook. You can just go on there and say, show events near me. And it's going to tell you all the events and then spend two minutes looking at each one of those. And there you go. Your content is there. And we've started doing those event ones because now we don't even have to leave the office. Like we're just doing those via a Facebook and Instagram live. So we don't even have to leave the office to shoot the, the events episode. So very, very easy. And, and you probably can do it within Facebook, but the app local, which is made by Facebook, just makes it a lot easier. Um, so that's very easy. And then as far as the did you know stuff, we just went to all the historical societies. Virtually every town, every city is going to have a historical society. Those guys can't wait to tell you about the history of your town. So we just go in there and they're like, hey, we're shooting this. We want to do a couple episodes with you this year. You know, what are a couple topics you think might be interesting for people to learn about? And then we'll pick the ones that we believe are going to be the best. Because I think we know, like, those guys kind of live in this weird little bubble, historians, where I think we can connect a little better with our, our community. So we know the content that's going to be better. So we'll usually ask them for like four or five different things they think would be good to talk about. And then we'll pick our favorite from that list. I, and they I love to share this stuff. I get yeah. what you're saying. In other words, they're probably going to nerd out on stuff that we wouldn't necessarily nerd out on. Yeah. So don't just let them pick something because they're going to they're gonna want to tell you some weird ass story that's boring. Like if you've got like haunted house stories, people love that, right? There's a show called Ghost Adventures. It's totally made up and bullshit, but people love it. Like there's all these ghost shows. Like if you can do something about like a haunted house, that's really cool stuff. Um, or just, you know, really unique things. Um, but they'll probably want to tell you like, stories of these old families, but they're just not exciting. So be smart. Think about what your community is going to engage with. I love it. So let me, let me take us back now to something you said at the very beginning, which is um, it's about getting business versus just likes and shares, right? So I'm guilty of this because I think we all get excited when you have, and I think for the average person, if you put a post out, a video, let's just say, because that's what we're talking about. You put a video out, um, odds are on average, and I don't know what you see in your market, but I would say on average, people get, you know, a hundred to 300 views. That's, that's like normal. And if you, if you get between 500 and a thousand, you're doing pretty good organic, right? Just as our organic. And if you get over a thousand, something, some, something hit, I don't, I don't know what it was. You say that's not important, but that had to be important to you in the beginning because you have to build your quote unquote popularity. You have to become popular. You have to become known. So how does that work? I mean, explain to me why likes and shares maybe aren't or, you know, aren't important maybe anymore, but they might've been at one time. Explain why people should be taking that seriously or not. Yeah. So what I'll tell you is not that they're not important, but they're not the most important. The most important thing is you're putting quality content out and you're doing it on a consistent basis. That's the most important thing where people make the mistake is they put one video out and they don't get a bunch of hearts or a bunch of thumbs up on it. And they're like, well, screw this. I'm done with video. So don't obsess over each individual video you do. Just keep consistently putting videos out. I got the opportunity to have dinner with Gary V a couple years ago. And that was a big thing he told me too. He's like, don't worry so much about the vanity metrics because you never know what video is going to be the video that's going to generate business for you. And that's so true because the biggest listing I've ever done in residential came from the senior facility that we featured on Santee Saturdays. It was not the most exciting episode. It was showing what a bunch of old people do and, and what it's like to live in their community. And the people we interviewed were just kind of very, you know, very measured. So it wasn't dynamic. It wasn't exciting. It didn't have a ton of views. It turned into a $4 million listing. 
So that's the thing is you got to just keep putting the content out consistent because you never know. Just because the taco shop we did that had 100,000 views on it, whereas the senior community video maybe had 5,000 views on it, but the 5,000 view video is the one that got me the $4 million listing. I didn't get shit from the 100,000 view videos. So yes, they matter, but they're not what matters most. What matters most is you're putting out quality content and you're doing it on a consistent basis. Then yes, the likes and shares and all that stuff matter. Um, and I, I would argue that the, the ones that matter the most is the shares. Like the more shares you get, that's the, num- the one that's the most important because that means somebody watched your content, enjoyed it so much that they wanted to put it in their own feed. Like that's a really good sign that you're putting out quality content. Like if you're getting a lot of hearts and likes, that's cool. But when they share it there, that means they really, really liked your shit. So that's the number that we really like to see is a lot of shares. Um, but the good thing is when they do give you reactions to your video, one of the little tips, a little pro tip for you is you need to go back into your videos. We would run our videos for a week, $10 a day of promotion behind them. So we'd spend 70 bucks. Go back at the end of the week and everybody who reacted to your video, you can invite them to like your page. And those are great likes to have on your page. This is how you build up your audience because those are people who watched the video, reacted to it. Now you can go in there and you can invite them to like your page. Those are good quality likes. You don't want to be one of those uh, people who has this Facebook page with like 100,000 likes on it, but then you post a video and it gets four views because they're all bullshit likes or people do it on Instagram all the time. Like those are the good quality likes that you want to have because this is somebody who watched it, engaged with it, reacted to it. Then you invite them and accept the invitation. Like that's a really, really solid like. And I think that's one of the good things we have is our page has 20,000 likes on it. Those are 20,000 real likes. Those are not bullshit bot likes at all. We've never run a campaign to like our page. We've just run campaigns to engage with our content and then invited you to like the page from there. And that's your business page. Yes. Yeah? Business page. Okay. Not a group. Yeah. That's, that's, that's important to know because that's the thing is, is, is running business pages nowadays is it's, it's getting harder and harder. Business pages are essentially graveyards. Uh, because it's, it's people just don't put out good enough content. Facebook just, the algorithm doesn't put it out in front of people. Um, and, and less, and I, and I think even like you said, shares are most important. Likes are probably the least important. And then comments is in the middle probably because comments, uh, the engagement, I think helps the algorithm if I'm not, if I'm, if, if I'm speaking correctly, um, and Facebook. Yeah. I mean, the comments can be good. The key is when you get those comments is to engage with them and ask them questions. So when they're like, Oh my God, uh, Black Bear Diner is so good. Oh, what's your favorite thing on the menu? And then they answer back, Oh, I love their pancakes. And like, Oh, have you tried their pancakes with blueberries on top? Like, you get some back and forth and it builds your comment count up. And Facebook sees the back and forth engagement. Facebook likes that. So, when you guys are posting videos and people comment, make sure don't just acknowledge that they commented, ask a question back. So, I mean, this is Sales 101 that I learned. It's called answer and ask or acknowledge and ask. So anytime somebody makes a comment, acknowledge their comment and then ask them a follow-up question. Or if they ask a question, answer their question and ask them a follow-up question. Keep that dialogue going and get in the conversation with them. And Facebook loves that. Dude, that's awesome. I, I just learned that. I mean, and, and that's, that's, again, you would think that's 101 because, in fact, I just heard it at the bomb bomb where they said, you know, don't just like people's comments always respond to them every single time. But, and you're saying, 
Don't just respond. Ask a damn question to suck them in to do some more. So basically, have a conversation yes. with them. And, and yep. it's going to improve. So basically, Facebook's going to say, we like this Kyle Whistle guy. He's popular. We're just going to put him at the top, and, and his stuff's going to get seen more. That's how it works, right? It's yep. one yeah. big popularity contest. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, man. and then I'll touch on another one that you mentioned is pages. It's getting harder and harder to get views or to get engagement on a page right now. And just a few weeks ago, Facebook had their developers conference and straight up said, we are going to put a huge emphasis on groups. We want to take these big public conversations, make them more private living room type conversations. Well, when Facebook tells you they want to encourage people to do something, if you do what they're asking you to do, they will reward you for it. So groups are big right now. Um, as soon as they came out with that, we were like, all right, cool. We, we hear you, Facebook. And we spun an everything East County group off of the page. And it's funny. I mean, it's still in its infancy. It's only been a week or two now. So there's like 250 likes on the or 250 members of the group. But if I look at the posts that are in the group, there's 250 members. If I look at the most recent post, it'll have 240 something people have seen it. Like that's bananas yeah. to get organically 240. I mean, it's basically like 95% of the members of the group are seeing every post that gets put up in that group. It's the exact opposite on your business page right now. You're lucky if 5% of people see the posts you put on your business page, but you put something in a group, 95% of people are seeing it right now. So start a community group and get engagement in there. And the best thing you can do in there is ask questions. Hey, what's your favorite taco shop? What's your favorite sushi spot? Get people to talk. And I mean, we just posted one too. What's your favorite sushi spot? And somebody was like, oh, bamboo. My cousin works there. I was like, oh, I've been wanting to have a you know, bamboo on the show. And now that person introduced me to the owner of Bamboo Sushi. And now we're shooting a video with them next week. And this is like the hot sushi spot in town too. And the video is going to kill. Um, so now just by having that group, I got to introduction to the manager of restaurant that I've wanted to have on the show for a long time. It's going to be amazing. And, and that's all now coming from the group. And then you can, the group, you can create events and stuff in there. So you can do a happy hour at one of these restaurants you featured on your show, or you could do, let's say another one that's really good is like hikes. People love to go hiking and go outdoors. Like you could do a group hike and everybody can come out and you can get those online relationships um, and take them offline and actually get face to face with these people. That's, that's another so, great way to, to generate some business from it. That's so good. And if I think if, if think of this one thing you take from what he just talked about was listen to Facebook. I mean, let's listen to what they want you to do because if you try to go against them, you're going to lose, they're going to win. So in other words, you see what Kyle does. Hey, Facebook said they want you to be in groups. So what did he do? created a freaking group. It's not that it's not rocket science. And now he's getting 95% engagement. That's just stupid. Um, that's awesome. So before we're, we're getting, we're getting uh, deep on time. So, and, and I want to talk about a couple of uh, upcoming events uh, that you're going to be a part of. One of them is yours. But before we get to that, um, I want to give some advice to, so, you know, again, you're super advanced and, and 99 uh, out of a hundred people listening to this are not right? And they don't have a videographer. They don't even have equipment. They have a phone. They might have a tripod. They so, have everything they need, dude. You're they right. Have it all. So what is the best advice you can give for somebody who's sitting there naysaying right now saying, yeah, dude, that's great. But you, you're over, you're, you're way you're on another level. Why, why is it? And how is it that they, that they can get started doing the same thing you're doing? Yeah. Just understand. I started out with a flip cam and a webcam. Like that's how I started out and I did it and I did it consistently. 
I saw engagement and then over time invested more and more time and more resources and more money into it. But you guys all have like, this is the one thing you need right here. It's it, you might be listening to or watching this on the one thing you need, which is your iPhone or your Android phone. Like that's the camera you need. That's the lens. That's the editing software. That's the microphone. That's everything. Like you already have it in the palm of your hand right now. That's all you need to get started. Far too many people are way more concerned about all of the equipment and stuff. And they never actually shoot a video because they're so worried about what camera and lens. Like just grab the damn phone that's in your hand and go live once a week with it. Like just show up at the restaurant, be like, hey, uh, you know, grab a coffee. and be like, would you mind shooting a quick video on here? Put that shit on a selfie stick or just hold it in your hand and shoot a quick video with them. We just did one last week when we did that teacher appreciation thing. I just shot a, a selfie video in front of the restaurant and it had like 2,500 views and 50 comments and stuff on it. I mean, it got a ton of engagement and it was just me holding myself on standing in front of the restaurant. You know, we've seen that consistently is when we do these videos, like our professionally produced ones right now, are maybe getting 10,000 views on them, but we should have Facebook live while we're there and it's getting 2,500 views on it. So we're still getting a good, I mean, 2,500 fucking views. That's a lot with no prep time, no editing, no nothing, just with a cell phone. So start with your phone, Facebook live and Instagram live kill. Um, so take advantage of those, just run it live. And then you don't have to worry about editing. It's, it's live. It's raw. It's expected to be a little bit awkward. It's expected to make some mistakes on it. Um, so going live is great. Like just I'm the kind of guy, if you're scared of heights, you go skydiving. If you're scared of the ocean, you, you go swim with sharks. Like if you're scared of video, just go Facebook live, just do it. Um, and the more you do it, the more comfortable you'll get. You'll get to a point where you just accept this is the way that I look like I have a gigantic forehead. The sun like radiates off this thing. Like it is what it is. I have a big forehead. It's not going get smaller or anything like that. If you're fat, you're going to look fat on video. Just accept it. Like you are who you are. Don't fight. If you don't like being fat on video, then lose some damn weight. Like <laughs> it's your fault. I'm sorry. I'm just going to shoot straight with you. Like, just accept who you are and roll with it. And if you're fat, cool. Shoot a video fat and start losing some weight. And people actually be like, Oh, you're looking really good. You've lost some weight. People actually acknowledge that about you, but you're yeah. human. Like we don't, we're not all perfect, right? Like people want to work with humans, not with robots. So just start with Facebook live, do it consistently, get some traction. If you really enjoy it, then go deeper and maybe use upgrade your equipment. Maybe you get a videographer or something like that, but just start with your cell phone, Facebook live, Instagram live. I love it. What would you say to somebody who says, okay, you're, you're talking in again, stratosphere terms. I get, you know, Oh, a bad video is 2,500 views. And it's like, that's not real. That's not normal. 200 views is more real and normal. So how do you keep from getting discouraged? I mean, what, what advice do you have for somebody there that says, man, I've been doing this for three, six months, whatever. And I'm one video gets 500, one gets a hundred. What, what, what am I doing wrong? It's just like farming, like when you send postcards, like when you decide you're going to start farming a neighborhood, you can't just do it for a month and be like, oh, I didn't get any listings from it. I'm done. Like this is digital farming. That's what this is. So when you decide to go farm a neighborhood, you better commit to that shit for a year. You, if you do anything less than that, you're going to, oh, what is it? Um, there's that thing where the guy's digging for gold and stops. And he was like right there on the edge of it and then sells it to somebody else. And they find it, you know, as I say, acres of diamonds, maybe. But don't give up on something. Don't do it short term. Like make a commitment for a year. Like that's what we did when we started our video series. Like we're going to do this for a year, no matter what. We're not going to stop. 
we're just going to do it head down and we're committing to doing it every week for 52 weeks, period. Nothing's going to stop us. So look at it as your digital version of farming and make a commitment for a year. And you're going to have weeks where you get a ton of views and you're going to have, like we've had ones where we had a hundred thousand views one week and like 2,500 the next week. But if we got discouraged and stopped, we wouldn't put the next video out that had 50,000 views. Like you just got to keep doing it consistently. But the most important thing is use these videos as a way to start a relationship. And then you've got to nurture the relationship just like you would any other lead. But this now got you a relationship with an influencer in your market. So bring them on the show, use that as your way to get in with them and then work that relationship just like you work a lead. So awesome. So awesome. Dude, I could, we could rap about this for probably hours, uh, but we can't. We for two days. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what a good segue there. So before we go to that, um, so again, I just saw Kyle speak at Bomb Bomb, and we got to meet for the first time uh, in person. And um, th- that's if we talk about this all the time is if you're not going to events, if you're not, if you're not masterminding, if you're not doing the things uh, to, to surround yourself with people that are way smarter than you, um, you're just dumb. Um, you just need, you need to do more of that. Right. And, and so Kyle, you're going to be alive, right? LCA live. Uh, in the yes, part sir. Of it's in my backyard. That's excellent. So that's going to be fun. So if you don't already have a ticket to uh, LCA live, that's June 18 and 19 in San Diego, Coronado Island at the Dell. Um, you should be there. There's going to be like 40 something speakers there. Uh, and they're all going to be super high level, but Kyle's going to be there. And that's, uh, that's worth price of admission right there. I promise you uh, this podcast is going to crush it because your content is so good. But Kyle also does his own events. So talk about, um, I know you got one coming up. And so when we're recording this versus when this actually comes out, I'm not sure where that's going to fall in, but uh, go ahead and plug that. Yeah. So, I mean, if this is something, if you guys got value out of this, I mean, we just talked for an hour roughly. We're going to be doing an event. It's called the Media Mayor Mastermind. It's a two-day event. And it's basically everything my videographer and I have learned over the last four and a half years together condensed into a two-day version. So if you're in video, if you want to get to that next level with video, you could keep doing it and go through all the same you know, trials and tribulations we've been through in the last four and a half years, or you could come spend two days with us and shortcut that growth curve significantly. So uh, we've got our first one that's coming up in June. We're going to be doing another one in October. Uh, if you guys want to get details on that, it's MediaMayorMastermind.com, MediaMayorMastermind.com. And this is going to go very, very deep. If you have a videographer, we want you bringing your videographer with you. We'll have parts where we break off, where Brian, my videographer, takes those guys. I take the agents. I work with the agents on the relationship side of it. Brian sit, gets down with the videographers and talks in detail with the the camera, the lighting, the equipment, and showing exactly how to set up the shots, hands-on, how to edit, all of that fun stuff. So MediaMayorMastermind.com. That's awesome. And so let me ask you this, because I'm interested. Um, do you have to pay sure. for two tickets if you bring your videographer? Uh, it's 2500 bucks for the agent, and it's an extra 500 bucks if you want to bring your videographer. But we want videographers. I think it's going to make it even more fun. We can go way deeper with stuff with the videographers. And, and Brian's really excited for that part of it, because that's his bread and butter. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, okay. So that's, you know, and that's, that's going to be for the smaller, uh, a smaller uh, segment of the population because not everybody can afford that. But, but the reason I brought that up was because a, those opportunities are out there. There is opportunities to surround yourself with guys like Kyle all the time. And, and lab code agents is always putting out these events. So whether it's live, whether it's a one day event, 
um, whether it's a bomb bomb conference, it doesn't matter. I mean, these guys are out there and Kyle, you are freaking crushing it, dude. I, I seriously, I bow down to what you do. I love what you do. It's, 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 it's an honor to, uh, to get to interview you. It's an honor that I got to meet you and uh, I hope we can keep this relationship going because I plan to uh, follow your lead brother. Sounds good, bro. I appreciate it. Hopefully we see you at one of the events. Absolutely, man. So if anybody wants to get a hold of you, is there any other way that they could do that? Is there, you have any uh, way to contact you? Yeah. I mean, best thing, I can't add anybody else on Facebook. So follow me on Instagram. That's where I spend the majority of my time. I'm super big on Instagram stories and Instagram TV and all of that stuff right now. So follow me. It's just at Kyle Whistle on Instagram. I'd love to get connected on there. Awesome. I assume you have a pretty big following on YouTube as well. Yeah, we're, uh, we've been putting a lot of effort into YouTube lately, too. We've been adding about 100 to 200 subscribers a month on YouTube. So we just started focusing on it about a year ago. We're up to almost 2,000 subscribers on there. So that's been a big focus, too. So we're definitely going to talk about some of that stuff. We'll talk about some of those tools at LCA Live that we're using specifically for YouTube. So Brian's going to be on stage with me there. And we're going to share some of the, the specific systems that we're using and how we're using them to grow our YouTube following. That's awesome, dude. I'm going to be, uh, I won't be in the audience because I help run the events. I'll be probably standing at the side of the stage, just, uh, just uh, staring at you guys. So I'm looking forward to it, brother. looking forward nice. to that a lot. <laughs> cool, dude. It's going to be fun. Awesome, man. Looking forward to seeing you. Thank you for being on and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. All right. Later, bro. Take care. Thanks for listening to this week's episode with Kyle Whistle. If you liked what you heard, share it with a friend. And make sure you take the time to subscribe to the podcast so you get notification of all new LCA podcast episodes. Lab Coat Agents Podcast.